See, I thought you was going to put your hands together and celebrate God on that. They said, without getting into details, that they were contemplating suicide. Let that sink in. I don't know them. I've never met them. But someone has been sending them the word. And whatever was said was good enough for them to change their mind. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to take no credit. Please don't, don't get it twisted because I know that's not me. I don't have anything to do with that. That's nobody but the Lord. But I need you to recognize how valuable it is to share the word. Because one of your loved ones is dealing with something right now that you are unaware of. Probably your child. And just two minutes or less, even if they don't listen to it, they got it. What they do with it is on them can turn somebody's life around. So I'm asking us as a collective body to make sure that daily you share that word with somebody, even if it don't move you. Because it may not have been for you today. Amen. Come on, put our hands together. I just want you to hear that um, before I get into what the Lord has for me um, to say to you on this morning. All right. Said that... Um, God bless all of you for this week, those of you that were here on yesterday, um, cleaning and making sure things are in order. Uh, I want to commend all of you for volunteering your time, your labor of love. And I ask that the rest of us make sure that we maintain what has been done. Amen. Amen. Um, I shouldn't have to say it, but let me say it. Unless we're having a function, you shouldn't have any food in here. The usher shouldn't have to tell you not to bring the food in. You should already know food don't belong in here. We have all kinds of places for food out there um, that we can maintain the sanctuary to the best of our ability. And then then even the front room, um, if, if you're not supposed to be in there, then don't be in there. We go in there, things have been displaced, misplaced, moved, unplugged, broken, missing. And nobody will take onus and say, I did it. But it's something we have to constantly deal with. And so we don't want to sound mean and fussing and all of that, but it's just the reality of the fact that if we don't take care of it, if we don't safeguard it, who will? 
So everything that God has blessed us with as a church is for us. Amen. And so we want to make sure that we maintain it. If you're not supposed to be in there messing with stuff, stay out. Don't do it. Amen. Amen. Now y'all say, why you take a Sunday morning to say that? Because I can't see you on Tuesday. <laughs> I see folk on Sunday that don't show up on Tuesday, so I got to every now and then say it on Sunday. Amen. All right, let's go to the word of God. Journey with me to Genesis. I want to call your attention to verse number eight. Verse number one. Chapter number eight, excuse me. Verse number one. Chapter eight. So we praise God for what he has already done in this place. Verse one, chapter eight. Kind of reads like this. And God remembered Noah. That's enough. And God remembered Noah. On your way to your seat, can you look at three people and say, That makes no sense. Amen. I heard you. I heard you. We're going to work it out. Amen. That makes no sense. I like that. Yeah, that makes no sense. Has God ever blown your mind? I'm trying to see if y'all listening today. Sound like y'all live sleepy or slow today, but I'm going to say it anyhow. Has God ever done anything to you? for you around you that you witness and you say that makes no sense at all you cannot wrap your finite mind around what god is doing how he is doing it and why he is doing it have you ever found yourself in a situation where you ask the simple question how in the world did i get here I'm pausing for dramatic emphasis and effect because some of you are there right now. And you didn't plan to be where you are right now. And you're wondering, Lord, how did I get here? And why did you allow me to get here? Why am I in this set of circumstances and situation? And how in the world did you allow me to get here in this uncomfortable place, recognizing, God, I have a relationship with you. Don't worry about it. She's just being a parent. Sometimes you got to spat a rod, you'll spoil a child. So every now and then you got to let them know who the parent is. You got to ask the Lord sometime, Lord, I trust you, but look at where I am. Lord, I try to be faithful, but look at what I'm dealing with. Lord, I try to serve you, but look like my life is all out of order. Lord, I'm doing the best I can, but looks like every time I take two steps forward, I take five steps backwards. Uh, Lord, I'm trying to serve you. I'm trying to give you the best of me, but looks like everything I touch crumbles beneath my feet. 
And Lord, I'm just trying to figure out, is it me? Am I doing something wrong? Because evidently this stuff is not making sense to me because I'm trying to do what the word has instructed me to do. But it seems like the more I'm faithful to the word, the more chaos that shows up in my life. Is it any real people in here that can testify? I pray every day and still bump into trouble. I pay my tithes and still run out of money. I ask the Lord to heal my body and still end up taking medication because I'm sick. I ask the Lord to cover my family, but it seems like we can't say two words without fighting, cussing, and hello. Um, I asked the Lord for a whole lot of things. He said, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. But seem like the more I cast, the more trouble show up. Have you ever just had to look at God and say, Lord, now I'm trying, but this just don't make no sense. Any real people in here? That will testify, don't let the smooth taste fool you. I know how to dress up on the outside, but I'm struggling with some stuff right right, right, right now, today. On the inside, don't have nothing to do with my salvation, don't have nothing to do with my relationship. But real folk have real problems, and I'm not exempt because I'm saved. But I recognize, even though I'm saved, I've got to learn how to fight every day. Y'all remember the movies, I got to fight to prove my love. You know what I'm saying? Every day there's something showing up in my life that causes me to have to go to battle. And I'm wondering, Lord, what did I do? What am I missing? What's wrong with this situation? Well, when you look at the life, legacy, and history of a fellow by the name of Noah, I believe the Lord will use Noah to bless all of us to recognize how to handle life when it does not make sense. You go to work early, you stay late, but you don't get the promotion. That other joker get it, who ain't never there on time and ain't never there after time. But they get the promotion. Hello? And you trying to figure out, why am I going through all of this? But everybody else seems to be blessed. Hello? Um, You've got to ask yourself sometimes, Lord, what, what should I do? Because somebody can testify, I didn't walk out of a job because I don't like how they treated me before. Um, And you didn't recognize that the Lord still knew what he was doing doing hello somebody and you've got to be very mindful of the fact that there are some things in life that don't turn out the way you and I plan them hello but how do you respond when life does not go the way you plan it well look at the life and legacy of Noah because Noah and his family are the only ones that can tell you what happened before the flood and after the flood Before the flood, Noah was there and the Lord let us know that when he got to Noah, he discovered this is Genesis chapter six for you Bible readers. When you read that, he said when he got to Noah, he said he had looked at the way humanity had been conducting themselves and it had gotten on his nerves and he got on his nerves so bad that he said, I'm going to wipe out all of humanity. Did you hear what I just said? That man has started tripping so bad that God say, I'm through with all of y'all. Because all of y'all done lost your rabbit. You done lost your mind. And you have to be honest with yourself. Whether you are there now. You've been there before. Where you did some stuff. Where you know God was not pleased with you. Now you should be shouting right now. Because even though he wasn't pleased with you. He didn't wipe you out. 
Come here. Isn't anybody here that still remember they pre-Christ days, the days before you accepted the Lord and how you used to act? Okay, that's too far back. Will anybody admit since I've been saved, I've done some things that I know God does not approve of? And my shout this morning is what should have disconnected me from God? What should have disqualified me from a blessing from God? What should have wiped me out did not wipe me out because I have a God that can look at my mistake and not charge it to my account. Come on, any real people in here right now will testify. I done done some stuff I'm not proud of, but I shout every chance I get because God did not hold that against me. Genesis chapter 6, Noah shows up because God had looked at the landscape of humanity and said, y'all done got on my nerves. I'm wiping y'all out. And y'all, I want you to get this because when you look at the life of Noah, you have to recognize that Noah is, is accepted on all fronts of all major religions. In fact, if you go read the Quran, Surah 71, here's what it says about Mo- Noah. It says that Noah was nothing more than a messenger for God. Hello, somebody. Because Noah had a message that will let you know that even if you're messing up right now, you don't have to keep doing what you're doing. God will give you an opportunity to turn your life around. If you fall today, you don't have to fall tomorrow because God has given you an opportunity to fall today and get up today. And you ought to thank God that he sends you a word that lets you know that even when you fall, he won't call it a finish. Hello, somebody. I think I said this a few weeks ago. I'm so glad the last exam I flunked fail was not my final exam. Hello, somebody. Because you can flunk a test or two during the school year and still pass the class. But you mess up on that final and things might be a little shaky in your life. And you got to recognize that Noah teaches us that even when God gets mad at humanity, he'll still find one person to shower with favor. Hey, can I ask you a question? Are you the one today that you feel like God is going to shower with favor? Are you the one today that you feel like God is going to bless today? Are you the one today that you feel like God is going to work a move, a work a blessing in your life, in your circumstance? Are you the one today that you raising your hand and saying like Isaiah said, Lord, here I am. If you want to find favor on anybody, here I am. Find it on me. I guess you don't want nothing from the Lord. You got everything you need. Cool. Let me take it. Lord, give it to me if they don't want it. I'll, I'll take everything you have with my name on it. And yes, I know I don't deserve it, but I still want it. Who am I talking to in here that recognize you don't deserve it, but you still want it? I'm going to take it a step further, Dex. I don't deserve it, and I still have it. Hello, somebody. And that's why I shout like a shout. Sometimes when you look at it, it just don't make sense. Listen, um, when you read the account, Genesis 6 lets us know that God got tired of humanity. But when you read the account, you'll read in Genesis 8 that God said, now the Bible says, and God remembered Noah. I went too fast, D. Let me say it again. And God remembered Noah. Tasha I went a little fast one more time. Let me slow down. And God remembered Noah. 
What it's simply saying is God remembered, but you have to be honest with yourself because to suggest that God remembers is also to suggest that God forgot. And, and anybody that knows the God that I know, my God is omniscient. He he's all knowing. He can't forget. So if he can't forget, he can't remember. Oh, you missed it right there. Because to remember is to suggest that he forgot. Have you ever forgotten something and all of a sudden you say, you know, now that I think about it, I do remember. You know what that means? That you had forgotten. But can I tell you, God cannot forget because he knows everything at all times. So you've got to read the text and slow down because it does not make any sense when you slow down and pay attention. And God remembered Noah, which suggests that God had forgotten about about Noah. Can I bless you real quick? No, he didn't. Because when you go and do your study, you'll discover that the English translation of this word remember does not do God any justice because the English translation of this word remember comes from the Hebrew word zakar. And the Hebrew word zakar means to mark. Did you hear what I just said? It does not mean to forget and then remember. It means to mark. So really, when you read it in Hebrew, really, it says, and God marked Noah. See, now that might be a little bit better because what does it mean that God marked Noah? In other words, it says that God had already covered Noah for what Noah was getting ready to experience. That God had already blessed Noah that he could withstand what he was getting ready to go into. And you should have shouted right there because you can testify evidently I'm marked too. I know you're slow and you don't know when to shout, but can I tell you why you didn't pull the trigger when you was getting ready to kill yourself? Because you got a mark on you. Can I tell you why your family still together when it should have been destroyed? Because you got a mark on you. Can I tell you why you went through ER, got up under anesthesia, went through surgery, came out of surgery, woke up from the anesthesia, walked in the church today, and don't nobody ever can tell unless you tell them that you've been through that situation because you got a mark on you. Can I tell you why you still got a job when everybody else losing a job? Because you got a mark on you. Can I tell you why your bills getting paid where other folk are getting disconnected foreclosed on and repossessed? Because you got a mark on you. Can I tell you why you're still standing when he walked out and left you for dead? Left you with them children? Left you with that debt? But you're still rolling and rocking? Because you got a mark on you. Can I tell you why the deaf angel had to pass your house this morning and go somewhere else because you got a mark on you. Somebody ought to shout right now because you know I may not be where I want to be but God has placed a mark on me. That's why it wasn't our children in the casket at the funeral yesterday. Not that we're better but we got a mark. Every parent should be shouting right there.
You spoke to your child this morning, you ought to give him glory. You can hug your child this morning, you ought to give him glory. You can see your child this morning, even if it's on the internet or FaceTime, you ought to give him glory. Your child know who they are, know who you are in their right frame of mind, at least a reasonable portion of a right frame of mind. You ought to give God some glory because I believe we do God a disservice of not thanking him for the small things in life. You better start thanking God for things being as well as they that's why I don't care if the choir is off I didn't come here for the choir I came to tell the Lord thank you that's why I don't care if nobody speaks to me when I come to church I didn't come here for you I came to tell the Lord thank you that's why I don't care how you act and how you treat me because I came here to tell the Lord thank you now we should be respectful we should treat each other right the choir should be on but if all of that goes haywire and it makes no sense I'm still going to give God some shout and a praise and a high Hallelujah and a thank you Jesus and I'm still going to say amen because I recognize God has been good to me. In fact, he's placed a mark on me. And if I ain't have no more to say, I stopped right there and give you 13 seconds to tear this place up. It makes no sense. It, it makes no sense. But the whole life of Noah makes no sense. Back up to Genesis chapter 6 because in Genesis chapter 6, I told you humanity had gone crazy. had lost their mind. But here's what you'll discover in verse number 8. It says, and God had favor for Noah. Uh, King James says, and God had grace on Noah. And the key to this is the first place we see grace show up. Can I tell you um, what grace showing up represents? Wait a minute. Let me ask this before I go there. LaVar, is anybody in here will, will testify that you know you have grace? Look around. Like, wait, wave at me. I need to see your hand go up. I need to make sure who faking and fronting up in here. Anybody in here will testify? I know I have grace. Well, here's why you should have shouted, Sydney, because grace on, is not for good people. Grace is for bad people. Good people don't need grace. But people like me, I need grace running over, multiplied, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Because I mess up so much. That's why I thank God for his grace. And when the text says that God found grace, gave Noah some grace, Noah is the one that we call the one of the father of righteousness. But it's not that he was perfect, because when you read his story, you know he got some flaws. Anybody know his story? He's been drunk several times. Come on, y'all. Come on. So the Lord gives him gives him grace. And why I get excited, Latrace, is what it says to me is I can't earn grace. But I serve a God that'll give me what I cannot earn. Oh my goodness. 
it makes no sense why he loves me like he loves me. It makes no sense why he treats me like he treats me. It makes no sense why he keeps blessing me like he blesses me. It makes no sense why he keeps covering me like he covers me. It makes no sense why he keeps touching me like he touches me. It makes no sense why he keeps doing what he's doing because I do not deserve all that he does. And even though it makes no sense, I'm so grateful he keeps on doing it. Maybe you're not grateful, but if you're not, I'll be grateful for you because I recognize that God has been better to me than I could ever, 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 ever be to myself. I recognize I don't deserve to still be alive, but here I am, baby, and I'm going to tell the Lord, thank you. I recognize I should have been done with a long time ago, but my shout is, is God remembered me. Now watch this. Before I run out of time. Watch this. It makes no sense that God remembered Noah because he can't forget. But secondly, it makes no sense that verse 4 of chapter 8, it says that the ark, the boat, rested on Mount Ariad. It's in your Bible if you haven't torn it out. I promise you it's right there. And the ark rested on Mount Ariat. And, 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 and Marsha, it makes no sense because when you go back to Genesis, you'll discover that God was going to wipe out everything. And he says in verse number eight to Noah, I'm going to give you favor, you and your family. And then in verse 14, he gives Noah a blueprint to building a boat. Now we have no recollection, no history, no record that Noah is a carpenter. So we don't know uh, 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 if he had any experience. In fact, it took 120 years, so it might say that he kept messing up. Because anybody that have uh, the mindset of a do-it-yourself project person, you know that you make a lot of mistakes along the way, and it takes you longer than a professional person would take because you have to keep starting over. Hello, somebody. And maybe that's why it took Noah 120 years because he kept messing up, messing up, messing up. And can I tell you, before you uh, get mad at God, that's why he hasn't snatched you out the mess that you're in right now because you keep messing up, messing up, messing up. And he got to leave you there until you get a enough experience where you won't make that mistake again come on tell somebody and this ain't the first time i've been in this situation but somehow i find myself back in it again maybe it was the lord letting you get some more experience that next time you won't do that again come on y'all might as well be honest up in here because somebody can testify i've done it more than once i've done it more than twice i found myself in some situations on a multitude of occasions my shout is is God kept giving me enough time to get that thing together 120 years goes by and here is what he was telling Mo, Mo, uh, Noah to get ready for get ready because I'm going to destroy the world get ready because I'm going to send tragedy your way get ready because I'm going to wipe everything and everybody out but can I bless you real quick when he wiped everything and everybody out he said to Noah he said but I'm not going to wipe you out so in chapter 7 go ahead read your Bible verse number 1 he says to Noah now get on the boat 
and take your family with you. Y'all looking at me strange. And then it gets so good that in chapter 7, verse 16, the Lord says, the Bible says, and now the Lord shut the door behind Noah. Shut the door behind Noah. And you got to be understanding of what the scripture is saying. First of all, I'm going to give you what you don't deserve. That's chapter 6, verse 9. It's called grace. Second of all, I'm going to give you what you're not experienced in. That's chapter 6, verse 14. And then third of all chapter 7 verse number 1 I'm going to put you in what you ain't never been in before and then chapter number 7 verse number 16 then I'm going to shut the door because you ain't got enough sense to know when to shut the door or how to shut the door or who to shut the door on so let me shut the door for you let me bless you real quick because I went too fast one more time sister Alma here's what's going on a storm is on the way and the Lord says I've got to get you ready pre-flood for what's getting ready to take place in your life before the storm shows up I've got to make sure that I prepare you before the storm shows up but when the storm gets ready to show up I've got to make sure that I shut the door because if you shut the door the storm will blow the door back open but what doors I shut no man can open and the doors I open no man can close so the Lord says let me shut the door behind you because you getting ready to go into a storm but if you're gonna make it through the storm you gotta recognize you can't make it by yourself wait a minute and then you get to chapter 8 verse number 4 and it says and the boat came to rest on Mount Area I did my homework doing I promise you check this out a storm showed up Anybody ever had a storm before? But in verse 8, chapter 8, verse 4, he's higher than he was at first. Before the storm, he was down here. But after the storm, the Bible says he's up here. One more time, Dex. Before the storm, he was down here. After the storm, he's up here. And what the Lord teaches us through this text is sometimes he's got to send a storm in your life to elevate you to where he wants you to be. Now, you've been asking him to remove the storm. You've been asking him to snatch you out the storm. But the Lord says, if I'm going to lift you to where you really want to be, if I'm going to bless you like you really want to be blessed, then I've got to let this storm show up in your life. Because when the storm show up, you'll be higher after the storm than you were before the storm. Now, go back and check your life out. You didn't know the Lord like you know him right now until you went through what you had to go through. And now can't nobody to shake your faith or confidence in the Lord because you've been down before and every time you was down the Lord lifted you up can you look at somebody and testify that's why you can't pray this storm away that's why you can't buy this storm to get off you. That's why you can't buy enough prayer, prayer all. That's why you can't ask your prayer partners to ask the Lord to remove this storm for your life. Because the Lord is trying to take you higher than you ever been before. And without the storm, you wouldn't shout like you shout. You wouldn't praise like you praise. You wouldn't trust like you trust. You wouldn't be faithful like you're faithful. But after the storm in the rain, somebody can testify. I've been through the storm but 
You want to go higher in the Lord? Get ready for the storm. You want to go deeper in the Lord? Get ready for the storm. But don't be afraid of the storm because the Lord is going to shut the door. Hello, somebody. In other words, he's going to make sure that you can endure until your change comes. Can I tell you, that's why you got to praise him in the midst of your situation. Because in due season, your change will Verse 1, he remembered Noah. Verse 8, the boat came, boat came to rest on the top of Mount Ariat. Did you hear what I just said? And then after, after verse 4, should I say, verse 4, the boat came to rest. And after verse number 4, verses 5 through 13, Moses gives this um, depiction of what he discovered. He discovered that after being in this boat. Now, get this. It rained for 40 days. Yeah. Right? But the Bible depicts that after the boat came to rest on Mount Ariat, he stayed up there for another 150 days yeah. because just because it stopped raining don't mean the water went nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> get it on you. So, so verses 5 down to 13 gives us the story of how long Moses was on this boat. And Moses was on this boat, the Bible lets us know, for over six months. For over six months. Now watch this. And then verse 15 shows up. And in verse 15, the Lord shows up again. And now the Lord says in verse 15, then God said to Noah, get off the boat. I know you missed it. Let me back up, Jeremy, because above verse 15, Noah had sent a dove out. Yeah. Noah had sent a raven out yeah. because Noah was trying to find out if it's safe enough yeah. to leave the boat. Yeah. And then what he discovered was the first time he sent the dove out, the dove came back. And the reason the dove came back, because a dove is a diva type creature and the dove is bougie. And the dove ain't going to land if it ain't clean. You get me? Kind of like my wife. Hello, bougie. Um, uh, the dove ain't going to land if it ain't clean. And the Bible says the dove came back, which signifies to Noah it ain't safe to get off this boat. Bible says he sent that he waited another seven days, sent the dove out again. And this time the dove came back with a fresh olive branch. Which signifies to Noah, okay, things are picking up now. We good. We cool. We can get off the boat. But the Bible also lets us know, even though the dove came back with a fresh olive branch, Noah didn't move. Did you hear what I just said? Now, that olive branch signifies the coast is clear. But Tayshile, here's what Noah teaches us. I don't care what it looks like. You don't move until you hear from the Lord. 
Can I tell you what then got me in trouble a lot of times? I went by sight. Hello, somebody. It looked like she was good. It looked like it was appetite. Hello, appealing to me. It looked like it was for my good. But I did not wait to hear a word from the Lord. Can I bless you real quick? Before you make your next move, you better do like Noah and make sure you hear a word from the Lord. Anybody will testify I made my move too soon. Anybody will testify I moved without getting his permission. Hello, somebody. I did it before waiting to hear from him. And if he takes too long, hello, somebody, his fault, not mine. Hello, because I told him what I was going to do, and I told him when I was going to do it, and he should have answered me before my deadline came up. But my prayer and shout is that God don't move on my timeline. He moves when he gets ready to move. So in verse 15, the Bible says, and the Lord spoke to Noah again. Wow. One more thing. I'm getting out your way. When he speaks to Noah, it's in there if you ain't torn it out, I promise you. In verse 15, chapter 8, he says to Noah, Get off the boat, take your family, all these animals, and go replenish the earth. Sound like Genesis, huh? Chapter 1. Get off the boat, take your family, and go replenish the earth. But drop down to verse 20. Because Raven, Noah's like some of us disobedient yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna get no amens there verse 15 instructions 15 16 17. get off the boat yeah. take your family all these animals and go replenish the earth the bible says Noah don't move he sent everything off the boat but him stays on the boat and then when he does get off the boat the first thing he does it's builds an altar. Yeah. Read above that. Where did the Lord tell him to build an altar? What the Lord told him to do was get off and go replenish. But he decides, I ain't doing that. I'm going to build an altar. Let me back up. Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, he gives Noah grace. Genesis chapter 6, verse 14, he gives him a blueprint. Genesis chapter 7, verse 1, he puts him on the boat. Genesis chapter 7, verse 15, um, verse 16, he closes the door. Genesis chapter 8, verse 1, he marks, he remembers Noah. Genesis chapter 8, verse 4, the boat lands on Mount Ariat. Genesis chapter 8, verse 15, the Lord says, get off the boat. Genesis chapter 8, verse 20, Noah builds an ark. Billy, listen, I'm slow. One more time. I'm trying to get up out of here, but somebody missed it. Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, verse 8, he gives him grace. Genesis chapter 6, verse 14, he gives him a blueprint. Genesis chapter 7, verse 1, he puts him on the boat. Genesis chapter 7, verse 15, y'all listen to me again. Verse 16, he closes the door. Genesis chapter 8, verse 1, he remembers Noah. Genesis chapter 8, verse 4, the boat lands on Mount Ariat. Genesis chapter 8, did y'all hear me? Verse 15, get off the boat. Genesis chapter 8, verse 20, he builds an altar. Because Noah says, after all you've done for me, 
my first response must be to serve and worship and praise you. Because the Lord wants me to know that after all I've done for you, I shouldn't have to tell you to praise me. I shouldn't have to tell you to give me glory. I shouldn't have to tell you to worship me. When you look back over your life and think about everything I've done for you, nobody should have to tell you to build an altar for me. Nobody should have to tell you to tell me thank you. Nobody should have to tell you to give my name some glory. Nobody should have to tell you to give me some praise. Nobody should have to tell you to lift my hands on high. And can I ask you a question? If the law has been good to you, what are you waiting on? Because you waited on me to tell you when to give the Lord a hand clap of praise. You waiting on me to tell you when to tell the Lord thank you for what he's done in your life. You waiting on me to tell you to stand on your feet and touch your neighbor but when you think about the goodness of God and everything he's done for you nobody ought to have to tell you you ought to just stand up and do it because you know that he's worthy of what you are doing now let me ask this question and give you 13 seconds since some people won't move till I do it like this can I give you 13 seconds and if the Lord's been good to you I want you to tell him thank you in the manner that you see fit to tell the Lord thank you. If the Lord's been good to you, I'm going to give you 13. I'm going to give you 12. I'm going to give you 11. I'm going to give you 10. I'm going to give you 9. I'm going to give you 8. I'm going to give you 7. I'm going to give you 6. I'm going to give you 5. I'm going to give you 4. I'm going to give you 3. I'm going to give you 2. I'm going to give you 1. And you ought to be praying the Lord to somebody look at you and say, that makes no sense. You came up in here and acting like that in the house of the Lord, that makes no sense. You shouting like that up in here, that makes no sense. You making all that noise up in here, that makes no sense. And you ought to be able to look back at them and say, you sitting on your Humpty Dumpty like God ain't never done nothing for you, that makes no sense. You ain't opened your mouth and said amen since you've been in here. That makes no sense. You ain't lifted your hands and told the Lord thank you. That makes no sense. You ain't told the Lord you appreciate your last 35 blessings. That makes no sense. And it makes no sense to you, but it makes plenty of sense to me. Because the Lord has been good to me. Is it anybody in here? that don't mind building an altar for the Lord? Is it anybody in here that the know that the Lord is worthy of you putting up an altar to give him glory? Is anybody in here that know that he deserves all of your praise? Well, if the Lord been good to you, why don't you help me give him some praise? Why don't you help me testify? Because the Lord just keeps on doing stuff. That makes no sense at all. And even if it don't make no sense, I've got enough good sense just to tell the Lord, thank you. Should have lost my job, but I still have it. Don't make no sense. Thank you. Should have lost my family, but I still got my family. Don't make no sense. Thank you. Should have died last time I went to the hospital, but I'm still here. Don't make no sense. Thank you. Is it anybody in here that's got a reason to tell the Lord thank you for doing some stuff 
that don't make no sense. That last accident should have been your last accident. Because the person before you that had an accident like that died on the scene. But look at you now. You're walking in here and you did not have to limp. You're walking in here and you did not have to roll. You're walking in here and can't nobody tell. Because the Lord's been good to you. Does anybody have a shout that just don't make no sense? Does anybody have a praise that just don't make no sense? Will anybody have a testimony that makes no sense? Because the Lord has been good to me. Because the Lord has been delivering me. Because the Lord has been working it out for me. Because the Lord has been bringing me through. Because the Lord has been crossing me over. Because the Lord has been protecting me. I want to give him thank you for looking after me in such a manner that don't make no sense. And folk will look at you and say, why is he making all that noise? Well, you don't know like I know what the Lord's done for me. You don't know like I know where the Lord has brought me from. And so I'm going to tell the Lord. I want to hand you my mic and let you praise him for me. But you don't know my story. So you can't give him my glory. But you know your story. So why don't you give him your glory? If the Lord has been good to you. If the Lord has fixed your life. If the Lord has worked some stuff out. If the Lord has turned you around. Why don't you praise him like it don't make no sense. Is it anybody in here that feel like I feel? Is it anybody in here that love him like I love him? Is it anybody in here that trust him like I trust him? Is it anybody in here that have faith like I have faith? Because I discover for myself, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Anybody know what I'm talking about? If the Lord has been good to you. If the Lord has brought you from somewhere. If the Lord has delivered you through something. If the Lord has picked you up. Why don't you help me in 13 seconds turn this place out and give God some glory. Ain't the Lord ain't the Lord worthy? If he's worthy lift your hands and say thank you if the Lord has been good to you, lift your hands. Say thank you. If the Lord has blessed your children, lift your hand. Say thank you. If the Lord has blessed your soul, lift your hand. Say thank you. If the Lord has held your body, tell the Lord. Lord, I thank you for being God all by yourself. Thank you for blessing us in such a way that it makes no sense. Thank you, O oh Lord.
for being God by yourself. Thank you for the life of Noah. Thank you for the example that every storm is only meant to take us higher in you. Thank you for reminding us that we should move until we hear from you. And thank you for reminding us that when you do it, our response should be to build an altar and worship you. Now, Lord, is there someone in the house today that's struggling, battling, heart is heavy, trials are heavy, tribulation is all around them. Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus right now. Touch them, give them some strength, oh God, that they can feel your assurance that you haven't forgotten about them. You don't have to remember them because you never lost track of them. But they've just been marked for a deeper walk with you. Would you move in this place right now as only you know how? Touch us one by one and then move collectively that we can be better representatives and stewards for you that you can get the glory. Lord, whatever the enemy has laying in wait, give us the ability to step over, walk around, or walk through that you can get the glory. Bless our going and our coming, O oh God, that we can be a light in a dark world and give your name all of the praise. We thank you in advance for what you've already done. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on. Listen, there may be one in the house. And if you're in the house, I want to extend this privilege to you that you can accept Jesus as your personal.